Time to wake Time to up. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned in to His Hardline. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families, followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. assemble. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host again, back here for episode 461 here in His Hard Line. Welcome. I am your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are in the captain's chair. They are the host. They are the ones with the most. They are behind the wheel, steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023, and glad to have you all here. So if you were listening to the previous show, which was the Bible reading, which once upon a time used to be called 1% with him, the reason it was called that was because we all have the same 24-hour, you know, in the day, same 24 hours in a day, and 1% of your 24-hour period is roughly about 15 minutes, just a shade under that actually, but about 15 minutes. And so I always tell everybody, you might want to start your day by reading some scripture and spending some time in prayer. You know, all it takes is about 15 minutes, not a whole lot of time. And when you really think about it, considering a lot of our commutes to and from work are about 15 minutes, maybe more, depending if you live out in the middle of you know the country and you have to drive into the city. Sometimes people's commutes, I know people that I work with that drive an hour to work. I mean, that's insane to me, considering I only drive five minutes up the road to work. I couldn't imagine adding another 55 minutes just one way. I mean, it takes two hours of your life. But hey, that's an extra two hours you can spend in prayer and listening to the Bible in your car or to this great podcast, His Heart Line, which, by the way, share this podcast far and wide. Share the website, www.hisheartline.com. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, so anyways... Um, glad to have all have you all here. Now, in the last show, I've been kind of getting on this bandwagon of uh, playing dad jokes now, um, which I am absolutely loving. And I got another couple of dad jokes from this page on TikTok that I've been following. Let's see what we're going to hear next. And then we'll get right into the topic of conversation, which is the corporate government versus we the people. So, oh, see, so you got my wife popped in. Hello, wifey. Glad to have you here. So here's a couple more dad jokes for you, and then we'll get into the topic of discussion. Graph of all the past, my wife, I made a graph of all the past relationships I've had. It was an X axis and a Y axis. (laughs) I told my wife I want to be cremated. She made an appointment for Tuesday. (laughs) I was in bed. And I said, hey, Siri, why am I so bad with women? She said, this is Alexa, moron. I got an email explaining how to read maps backwards. It was spam. 
<laughs> so stupid. These these guys are great. I love it. These guys are so funny. You know, you know what makes these guys so funny? It's not so much the the content of their dad jokes. You'll know if you're on TikTok. You you sit there, like so. When you go to their page, they they're sitting like on a dock, like they're sitting on a chair. Both of these guys are. I don't know what state they're in. It seems like they might be somewhere out west because it's snowy. There's a mountain range in the background. So they might be in Alaska. They might be in Oregon or Washington. I don't know. But they're somewhere where there's mountains. And they sit on a dock and they have their big coffee mugs. One guy has these obnoxiously large, like, glasses. They they look like robo glasses. And it's just funny because their delivery and their facial reactions as they tell their jokes makes the whole video. So again, you should go check them out. All right, <clears throat> moving forward onto a little bit more serious business here. So what we're gonna talk about today is corporate government versus we the people. Now, I'm gonna be playing about, eh, I got about six sound clips that I, I had clipped from a movie that you may have seen. Now, if any of you have pure flicks, you should be able to go see the movie. Now, I'm sure all of you are familiar with the movie series, God's Not Dead, great movie series. There's four of them. The fourth one is called God's Not Dead, We the People. Let me tell you something. The first three movies of God's Not Dead were astoundingly amazing. Just great message. I loved the message in each movie. But the fourth one, I will tell you, especially toward the end of the movie, it really gets you choking up in a very uh, severe way. Not in a bad way, but in a severe way, because when you hear the pastor, which you should all be familiar with if you watch those movie series, his speech is just so moving. It's almost something that you would imagine that a president would have said or, you know, but what's more important is it was a citizen of the, of the United States of America saying this, which makes it even that much more powerful because it's we the people that are in charge of this country, not our public servants. And that is why the people in assembly are reassembling and reseating the seats that sat vacant since 1861 since abraham lincoln became unlawfully our first unlawful president see the whole reason for anybody out there that might be new and unfamiliar with the assembly the assembly of people is groups of people coming together state by state and forming what's called the general assembly see what people don't understand because it's been hidden from us is that, um, and when I say hidden from us, it's not taught to us in school, but we, the people, the body politic of we, the people, we are the biggest, largest branch of government. Jason, how, how are we the largest, biggest branch of, of government? Well, have you heard of the constitution? Yeah. Who made the constitution? Uh, a bunch of old dead guys from England. Yeah. What, what were they? They were citizens of a foreign country that were trying to escape oppression and tyranny. And they wanted to express their own freedom of religion. And they wanted to get away from the shackles of big brother government, which was mother England. And they set sail to try to find a new land so they can basically become a free people. So back to the whole question, well, Jason, how, how, how are we the people? How are we the biggest branch of government? Because the people of this country drafted and enacted the Constitution. Now, the Constitution basically are laws and rules, basically, that the lower branches of government, being the judicial, the legislative, and the executive branch, they are laws and basically... Um, enumerated powers that tell each branch of government what you can do and what you can't do. The people created that. Why? Because the people created the lower branches of government. The people elected public servants to serve in those offices. That doesn't give the people in the offices domain over the people. That's like a CEO hiring me for their company I come work for the company and then I am immediately start taking over say, all right, Mr. CEO, you listen to me now. 
I'd be so fired and booted out with, by security, it wouldn't even be funny. That's basically what happened here with the act of, you know, the Reconstruction Act of 1871. Because the people abandoned their position as CEO, if you will. Okay, so technically the people, because the people were in charge, the people abandoned their position of running this country as a self-governed body politic. Well, guess what? The employees took over. That's basically what happened. The bosses left, we the people, and the employees took over. They said, well, we're going to be in charge of this, of this ship until the captain comes back. But guess what? The captain never came back. And they made sure the captain never came back because every time the captain tried coming back, they kept throwing him overboard and having a mutiny. Does that make sense? That's the easiest and simplest way I can explain what happened with our country and how we don't have the power back. But guess what? We do have the power back by reassembly of people, the reseeding of the seats of the de jure government, the lawful government under common law. It doesn't come with status correction and any of that nonsense. No. So I want to get right into the sound pieces just for the sake of time, because I could draw on long and long and long. And, I, and, and Lord knows I don't want to do that. But let's get into these sound bites, because this is very clear illustration from this movie. God's not dead. We the people. These, these, these sound clips I'm going to play illustrates the overreach of government, the corporate government, into the lives of we the people, basically acting like we are their subjects. We are not their subjects. They are our subjects. They are our public servants. We are the boss. And we need to understand that that's the power that we hold. First clip. Yeah, guys, let's get to work. Yeah. Now, real quick, hold on. Let me just provide a little context. So this movie, We the People, it, it all, so basically the problem stems from a mom who is a homeschooler, homeschools her kids, and then homeschools a group of kids that parents drop their kids off. And then they had somebody from the government come to assess the educational environment, basically gives her a whole bunch of grief and gets the courts to basically rule against this family. Uh, to violate their rights of homeschooling their kids. And eventually, it you know, it, this, there ends up being a hearing on DC on this whole subject. But the, there's, a, there's a point I'm going to be getting to after all these clips, but let's listen to these clips in progression, continuing. So the pastor is in this mother's home who's homeschooling, doing his curriculum as part of an outreach program from his church to get a little religion and God into these homeschooling uh, groups here. Please. We're talking about Noah. Open your Bibles. Genesis 7. That's really good, Shannon. Okay, let's talk about what we just heard. It's about to get really wet. <laughs> well, I think there's more to this story than just rain. How do you think people reacted to Noah when he suddenly started to build a big boat? He probably thought he was nuts. I think you may be right. And that's the point. Sometimes trusting God means believing and doing things that the world won't understand. But we know that God honors our obedience to him. I missed out with social services. I'm here to review your homeschooling environment. Um, no one called to let me know. We've switched to unannounced visitations. May I come in? Good afternoon, children. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I am Miss Dowd. Since you don't have a board certified instructor, I'm here to make sure you aren't missing anything. Is Miss short for Miss or Mrs? <laughs> it's not short for anything. It's complete by itself. Oh, she meant no disrespect. She's just asking if you're single or married, so she might address you properly. I identify as self-partnered. <laughs> Might wow. I ask what subject we're studying? Uh, it's a combined unit of reading and theology. And you are? Oh, I'm Reverend David Hill from St. Jude's. Our church uh, helped found the co-op. My interest is only with the parents and with the children. And the lesson plan is the Bible. Well, for theology, I'd be hard-pressed to find a more appropriate book. Uh -huh. 
Why don't you continue as if I'm not even here? Okay. You want to pick up where we left off, Shannon? Sure. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Noah did everything as God commanded him. So the takeaway, their teachable moment from the Noah myth, is obey God or die. I mean, that's one way to look at it. Uh-huh. And the animals? What exactly was the sin that required their destruction? These are my recommendations to the state. Escalation. That's not up to me. Yeah, so there's the first clip illustrating the overreach right there in government. If you kind of heard there in the beginning when the lady from, from the agency who is assessing this whole homeschooling group and, you know, to, to judge what's going on because they don't have a board certified, uh, whatever to monitor everything. Um, if you notice when she knocked on the door and the mom was like, well, I, I nobody informed me that somebody was going to come, you know, visit my home. Oh, well, we decided to do unannounced visits. Eh, no, you're not going to come to my home, my sovereign space, and violate my rights as a parent to do what we feel is best, which is homeschool our kids and teach them the curriculum that we don't want public schools teaching. You're not going to come into my threshold and my dominion and tell me what we can and can't do. Get the hell out of here. See, this is very near and dear for me because my wife is a homeschooler. And one of these days, if uh, she decides to actually want to come in the studio, because I don't listen, I don't want to put her on a spot um, because she's a little different than me. She has no problem being on the phone because talking on the phone is pretty natural for most of us. But it, it's something that's kind of a little weird when you get behind a microphone and you see a chat board full of people. It's, it's very easy to get kind of choked up and clammed up because, you know, and, and kind of go silent because you you know it's it's just weird right like when i first started djing i remember that too being behind a microphone in front of a bunch of people it's like you you lose all processes of thinking and what you want to say so i don't want to put her on a spot but maybe one day if she ever decides to come behind the mic i want to have a show on that about homeschooling and some of the taboos that people think about that aren't true um but anyway so this is a very near and dear subject for me because, like I said, my wife is a you know full-time stay-at-home mom and homeschooler. She is a hardworking mom. Their jobs are 24-7. Um, yes, I work hard, but my goodness, she doesn't get a break, which is why I try to do my best to, you know, we try to do more vacations, try to take them out to eat more often because, you know, gets them out of the house so they don't feel like they're prison all the time, especially on days like today when we have ice and snow and stuff like that. But a stay-at-home mom and a stay-at-home mom who is a homeschooler, educator, that's a tough job. And yet we're going to have a government agency come in and tell us how to do our job in our own sovereign space. You get the hell out of here. Next clip. The very idea of unity in this country we now consider to be a myth. Everybody's ready to move on from this gridlock, which is why my staff and I have drafted new legislation. Legislation that's going to guarantee that every child in this country gets the kind of education that they deserve. Now, mind you, we're going to get this done with or without the help of our friends from across the aisle. We know what the American people need. They need progress, and we're going to give it to them. Thank you. Yeah, we know what the American people need. They need progress, and we're going to give it to them. Granted, this is a movie, guys, and it's scripted, but remember, a lot of times movies tell the truth of what's really happening with real world. Sometimes they reveal things that they want to try to implement down the road. And when I say they, I mean talking about those in Hollywood. Now, this obviously is a Christian movie, uh, but again, I never want to make any assumptions. I don't know who is actually behind the movie, but what I do know is the message of this movie is solid. That's what I do know, at least based on the surface. But did you hear that? We are we know what's best for the people. That's basically what that 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 senator or congressman or whoever it was. I want to say it was a congressman in that um, little sound clip you heard from the movie. We know what's best for you people. 
we're going to make the decisions for you with or without the help of our friends on the other side of the aisle. Did you hear that? I mean, that's basically socialism in a nutshell. We're going to implement what we think is best for you. You're going to like it. You're going to sit down and you're going to shut up. How does that make you feel as an American man or woman? How does that make you feel? Makes you feel proud, doesn't it? And we have a government that tells us, sit down, shut up, and you're going to take what we give you. We're going to force feed this crap down your throat. Next clip. Maybe. Hold on. Now, in this clip, the pastor is looking over the court order that was uh, given to the parents just to provide a little context. So the pastor came over who does the, you know, the, the, the religious segment for homeschooling. He's over at that parent's house looking over the court order. So just so you know what kind of scene we're looking at here. It all seems so extreme. Dave, I want you to know that we will not be cooperating at all. Okay. Not giving in is more like it. Yeah. I've spoken to the board. We can certainly adjust the curriculum to be more accommodating. Don't you mean compromise the curriculum? We already told them we're not conforming. Religion has been removed from our schools. They're teaching kids that they don't need God. That faith is irrelevant to their personal choices, Dave. I hear you. I mean, these are some of the reasons we started to co-op in the first place. It's just, I need you to understand what you're getting yourself into when you fight City Hall. Church really should have moved yeah. on campus 50 years ago Come when on. the state Court costs, attorney fees, communities being divided. A beacon of violence and controversy. And it has under arrest no place here on the University campus. It's a time-consuming, draining experience that rarely ends the way that you had hoped. We understand. <clears throat> Let me know if there's anything else I can do. Sorry I couldn't be of more help. During our observed instruction, a number of deficiencies were noted. These include one, lack of instructional effectiveness, two, an environment inferior to a group learning experience, three, the parents' inability to cover all intellectual areas, and four, the absence of sufficient equipment, especially in the sciences. We are concerned that these children may not acquire the essential skills for good citizenship and for their learning. Has there been some attempt at upgrading the curriculum? There has, Your Honor. But the parents in the St. Jude Co-op have refused to conform their curriculum with district norms. Is this true? Yes, Your Honor, but you need to understand- A simple yes or no would answer the question. If you say yes, that's a problem. Does the district have a recommendation? We recommend the children be returned to an accredited learning program immediately. <clears throat> Your Honor, the district is complaining about the lack of socialization. Our children are being denied the chance to participate in any kind of extracurricular activities. State law is clear. Homeschoolers have no right to exploit extracurricular activities at a school they don't see fit to attend. It's an either-or situation, Mr. McKinnon. The children in your co-op cannot ask for dessert without eating their dinner first. Their parents pay taxes, though, right? Excuse me? I mean, they're property taxes. That would cover the dessert and the dinner, too, correct? And you are? Reverend David Hill, Your Honor. It was our church that organized the co-op. I remember you well, Pastor. I do not pretend to be an educational professional, and I also note, however, that neither are any of you. This case could take years to settle, and your children simply can't wait that long. In the interim, I am going to sign an order giving you 10 days to either conform to the district supervisor's recommendation or enroll your children in accredited schools. And if we refuse? Parents have the freedom to raise their children in line with their moral and religious beliefs. Your children, however, enjoy the right to an education. Your freedoms as parents do not supersede your children's rights. Your Honor, please. Your beliefs do not exempt you from the law, Mr. McKinnon. Therefore, if your children do not show up at school a week from Monday, you will be fined $1,000 a day for the first two weeks. Thereafter, you will be charged with contempt of court. 
meaning you will be incarcerated, during which time the court will appoint temporary custody of your children to someone who will abide by the court's decision. Perhaps the good reverend can explain further the ramifications of contempt in this courtroom. So ordered. Yeah, well, I tell you one thing. Don't think for a minute, even again, even though this is a movie, don't think for one minute that this isn't how the courts have treated and thought for the longest time. Did you just hear the bullshit from this judge? And yes, I'm going to use that word because that's exactly what it is. It's manure. Yes, it is a movie, but again, depicting what the government, the corporate government thinks they can and can't do. We're going to fine you $1,000 a day until you, your kids, after 10 days, until your kids are into a public accredited, basically indoctrination system they call public school. No, you're going to get fined $1,000 a day after that each day until you get your kids in that school. No, that is nonsense. Speaking of school, Rita was just saying, did you hear about the Supreme Court ruled that California cannot require the COVID vax for school children? That's a big praise to the Lord. Ah, absolutely. Amen. Listen, I'm not saying that there aren't good people in the de facto because I believe there are. Not everybody in the de facto system is bad. In fact, I believe, again, we have Leslie Liberty. Who, she's not here to, right now, but she was saying in the chat in the previous show that she is part of the de facto in, in, you know, in the corporate government. But I guarantee you her eyes are awakening to what's going on, and she's probably getting involved with her assembly. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, this is one of the reasons why we need to assemble our 38-plus states. Why 38? Again, three-quarters of the 50 states makes 38. That's an Article 5 thing. Read your constitution. We read it not too long ago. You can go back and, and look it up. I, we read through the constitution uh, piece by piece, article by article, and little bite-sized shows so it's easier for you to digest. It's very important. Why is the uh, constitution very important? Because, again, that is a document that was drafted and enacted by we the people that basically enumerated the powers of the lower branches of government, being the judicial, legislative, and executive branches. See, we the people, again, are the most important and largest and highest form of government. We are at the top with God over us. It goes God, the people, and then the lower branches of government with the common law grand juries comprised of the people separating the body politic of we the people and the lower branches of government because the common law grand juries, as the late Justice Antonin Scalia has said, belongs to the people and it serves as a referee, as a buffer between the people and usurping powers of the lower branches of government. Lower branches of government do stuff against we the people. Guess what? We got the common law grand juries that's going to put that in check. Next clip. I keep messing up here. Hold on. Come on. Did I, let's see. Oh, there we go. I'm impressed, Mr. Hill. You should have had yourself a career in politics. You really think anything you said in there is going to have any effect on what we do? See, we do these things because we're supposed to. Because supposedly somebody's watching. A few C-SPAN junkies. Anybody really paying attention? You get it? We've already decided what we're going to do. We wouldn't be having these hearings in the first place. Look, I understand your position. You feel that you're making a last-ditch stand for your faith, and you've chosen this as a hill that you're willing to die on. Our whole faith started because one man chose a hill he was willing to die on. Yes, but that was a long time ago, and now nobody really cares. He said, your God, your book, they're in the way. They're in the way of moral relativism. They're in the way of calling good evil and evil good. What did you plan to accomplish here today? To defend the rights of parents to educate their children as they see fit. And to make Congress promise that they will never threaten those rights again. Yes. Sir, that is not going to happen. In a few minutes, we're going to go back in there. We're going to take a quick straw vote, which is going to find in favor of the experts' recommendations. Experts. 
and then we're going to push this through just like we planned. Just like that? Just like that. I'd be careful about going to war against God's church. Scripture promises the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This is not hell, Mr. Hill. This is Washington. Close enough. For 2,000 years, men have tried to get rid of Christianity. Diocletian, Napoleon, Stalin, Mao Zedong. What makes you think that you can accomplish what they couldn't? They didn't have an 83% approval rate. <laughs> really? An 83% approval rate? Oh, you mean the fake polls that are given by CNN? Get the hell out of here. That, if that doesn't boil your blood, it should. Because again, don't think for a minute that that isn't the outlook and the thought process for the majority of the public servants who think they are our, our overlords there in D.C. See, this was a scene when the pastor was talking. He was trying to uh, pray because they're in D.C. The families, you know, affected with their children. They're in D.C. for this hearing. And the guy that the pastor was talking to was the man who was heading up the hearing. He basically is the bad guy in this case, trying to, uh, you know, basically slam down these parents and basically instill their will on their people, right? They're basically trying to um, take away the rights of the parents who want to educate their kids as they see fit. It's a big, big problem. Big problem. Now, the last piece here I'm going to play, um, let me see here. It's, it's, uh, it, it leads into the ending of the movie, but listen to this last piece right here. My pleasure. So before I'm going to let this play, these are other parents. Okay. So they're about ready. The parents are about ready to go back into the hearing room. Okay. In DC, there is a good Congressman who is sitting on the committee of this hearing who is for the parents. And he had just a quick little talk with them, letting them know, um, look, they're going to be giving me five minutes. I have to, you know, do my closing statement, so on and so forth. So he's walking away right now and the parents are still kind of out of the, the, the hearing for, you know, for in this scene right here that I'm about to play. And then other parents who were there watching and listening to this hearing came up and started talking to them. And then it, it pans into the room of the hearing again. So that's what we're about to listen to. So listen, this is very, very powerful here. You all did wonderful. Thanks, Martin. Kind of felt like the fight was rigged, though. Finding fathers didn't account for the likes of Chairman Benson. Governor Morris was a founding father, and he wrote, Religion is the only solid basis of good morals. Therefore, education should teach the precepts of religion and the duties of man towards God. Those days are past. Mr. Morris didn't stand the test of time. But he did. Maybe this other thing he wrote will be more familiar to you. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice. Liberty. Liberty. Do ordain and establish this constitution. For the United States of America. I'm sorry, I, I saw you all inside. I, we are the other 75%. Three quarters of parents who homeschool for other than primarily religious reasons. Three quarters, I mean, I thought that... That's what most people think, that all homeschool with us are conservative Christians. It's not true. Robert Williams. Nice to meet you. We homeschool because most of the schools in my area are institutionalized racism. My son has special needs. Public schools just aren't equipped. Medical freedom. I want to be able to choose which immunizations my children receive. Bullying, violence, school shootings. There are many reasons. Low student-to-teacher ratio. 
parents can choose the pace and approach of the classroom. Yeah, we have time, community service, volunteering, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention the arts. Outdoor play a real experience. <laughs> First things public schools cut to save money. Yeah. Our reasons might be different. But we all want the same thing. As long as government overreach goes unchecked, liberty is threatened. All of ours. We can't stop. We're stronger together. I am we the people. We all are. We all are. And then here is the last soundbite. I'm just going to go right into playing it and then we're going to, you know, close out the show here. But listen, this is the final scene of the movie of where the pastor makes his closing argument. It's such a moving, moving speech. Here it is. Mr. Chairman, I would like to yield my time to the witness, Reverend David Hill. That's fine, but I remind the witness he's limited to five minutes. <clears throat> Thank you, Congressman Smith. Mr. Chairman, five minutes. You ever been on one of those sightseeing tours they have here in Washington? You know, the kind where they take you to see all the monuments? Yes, I believe most of us have visited the city's major attractions. Maybe I ought to think about going again. Because those, how did, how did you put that, um, attractions are here for a reason. And I almost missed it. I don't know how, because you can't throw a rock in the city without hitting a statue or a monument of some kind. I mean, every street, every building in this city, all the marble and the granite, the brick and the stone, they're trying to tell us something. They're saying, don't forget about us. Don't forget about the, the battles that we fought and the price that we paid for freedom. Don't let our sacrifice be in vain. You want to hear something interesting, Mr. Chairman? I have three friends that have a pretty good understanding of what's at stake here today. And the funny thing is, is they're not even from America. They're from far away places like China, Iran, Africa. But they get it. They know what's at stake here. And maybe in order to understand how precious and fragile freedom really is, maybe, maybe you have to lose it. You already know that. I mean, all of this, it's, uh, it's just a distraction. And I made it easy for you, didn't I? I bet your face just lit up when you realized that there was a pastor on the witness list. You knew that if you challenged scriptures, I would rise to defend them. It's kind of in my job description. You figured you'd run out the clock while we debated how, how women wore their hair 2,000 years ago, all in hopes that no one would realize that it's their freedoms that are on the line. I wish it was, Mr. Chairman. I truly do. Now today, today was about turning neighbor against neighbor. That's your plan, isn't it? Keep us all divided. So bit by bit, we don't realize you're chipping away at our freedoms and liberties. You got us all talking about how Noah got all the animals on the ark. Meanwhile, you're crafting legislation that will allow the government to barge into our homes. Because it's all about power for you. And the only way that you can get more power is by taking it from someone else. And that would be all well and good if it wasn't for that pesky thing called the Constitution that keeps getting in your way. Now you hold on a sec. No, I'm done talking to you. I'm talking to the people who elected you. 
Because as inconvenient as it is, sir, this is where your power comes from. Order. You see those statues and those monuments out there? They say you work for us. You are out of order, Mr. Hill. A government of the people, by the people, for the people. Order. You are out of order, Mr. Hill. Order. Bailiff. So stay out of our homes and churches, and yes, stay out of our children's education. Because what you call teaching, Mr. Chairman, is really social engineering. You are out of order, Mr. Hill. History is being rewritten. Biology is redefined, and right and wrong are erased. Our children don't belong to the government, and neither does our country. America belongs to its citizens, to each and all, to the farmers in Texas, to the window cleaners in New York, to the cabinet makers in Maine, and the teachers in Oklahoma, to every man, woman, and child. It belongs to the people. We, the people. Yes, we, the people. Let me tell you what, that is a movie that you all need to be watching. Go get Pure Flix if you don't have it. It's not that expensive. If you have Netflix, get rid of that and replace it with Pure Flix. You're going to get a lot more wholesome movies and a lot better of a message and not all this woke ideology BS nonsense. Um, it's a very, very good movie. Again, God's not dead, we the people. Which leads me down to the last piece that I'm going to play. I finally finished my project. I'm going to play it for you all here right now. And then I'm going to play it again on another night when we have more live listeners. Because, again, th this morning is a little skimpy just because I don't typically do lives at in the morning. But I wanted to this morning just because, um, well, you know, I wanted to kind of not to say I don't want to say to get it out of the way. But I wanted to free up my evening for my family. And I'll probably do it again tomorrow morning. We'll probably be back here again at 8 a.m. Um, to do, you know, a show. Because, I, again, I like to have time with my family and stuff like that. But I'm going to play this. Again, I renamed it. I wasn't sure what I wanted to name it. But um, I, at first I called it the Republic, the, the, uh, the Republic Anthem. But now it's going to be called We the People Anthem. Give this a listen to. Donald Trump told the American people. We will have a new government controlled by the people. Well, you just found it with the National Assembly. How many of you have figured it out yet that Trump was the last president of the 1871 contracted United States Corporation? The United States is dissolved and being dismantled before your very eyes. D.C. is empty. We have control over the military. We have a new government interregnum. Donald Trump told all Americans, we will have a new government controlled by the people. We are it. And we need you involved. The sooner we have our states assembled, the sooner this show will end and we can return to a better life than we ever had. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people, the people, the people, the people. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America, just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. America first. America first. America first. America first. We the people, therefore, the representatives and senators of these United States of America in general Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world, our creator, 
and giver of the supreme law ask for a blessing for the rectitude of our intentions due in the name and by authority of the good people of the United States of America solemnly publish and declare that these United States in perpetual union are and by right of self-determination free and independent states with all sovereignty retained with and by we the people that we the people dissolve all allegiance to the corporate United States and that all political connection between we the people and the corporate United States is totally dissolved. And that as a free and independent state, we the people have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things independent states by right of self-determination decide to engage in, and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other as a sacred covenant between we the people local to the United States of America and the almighty creator, our support and protection of the Magna Carta, Mayflower Compact, Articles of Confederation, Bill of Rights, Constitution, Northwest Ordinance, Life, Liberty, Prosperity, and Equal Justice for All, for All, for All, for All. We have reasserted the sacred idea that in America, the government answers to the people. We are all made equal by God. Everyone is entitled to be treated with respect, to have their voice heard, and to have their government listen. You are loyal to your country, and my administration was always loyal to you. I fought for you. I fought for your family. I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for. And that is safe, strong, proud, and free. So patriots, time is important and time is short, but time is not to be considered. The reassembly of our nation can happen and we can all work together to accomplish the reclaiming of our nation, but it can only happen with each state working to reassemble their own state and then committing to the action step of reseeding their national body politic. These actions can be defined and completed with the assistance of each state working together with the focus on reassembling the republic form of governance in each state. The greatest danger we face is a loss of confidence in ourselves, a loss of confidence in our national greatness. A nation is only as strong as its spirit. We are only as dynamic as our pride. We are only as vibrant as the faith that beats in the hearts of our people. I will always fight for you. I will be watching, I will be listening. And I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better, and I couldn't have done, them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart and optimistic spirit and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. And our future will be brighter than ever before. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. 
To find out more about how to become involved in the National Assembly, please visit www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. Every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, we have a national conference call, which you can join in as a guest, find out who's in your state that's active. There's a Q&A, and you can find that information on how to call in at the website. Also, do not forget to look into the forums, as that is the central point of all of our educational sources and our original founding documents. Again, it's www.national-assembly.net. This is the only way we restore America's Republic is by reseeding the seats that were left vacant back in 1861 by we the people and return back to self-governance once again, as Donald Trump has always stated. God bless. So what'd you guys all think of that? That took me a lot of time. That took me a lot of time to put together. Um, a lot of listening of clips, uh, trying to figure out what I want to insert in there. So just so you know, the first part uh, where I was speaking there, uh, that's the last paragraph of the new Declaration of Independence that had been put together and drafted by the people in assembly. That is the last paragraph of the new Declaration of Independence. Just FYI. And... Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it took a long time to put together, but like I said, it all started last week, and you know, God moved me to do this. I don't know why, but He moved me to do this, and here it is. So I'm gonna play it again on an evening show. Not sure what show, but I'm gonna play it again. In fact, what I might do is upload it as just a file by itself, so anyone can download it. Um, and you can have it on your phone. So like, basically it's not, it won't be in the form of a podcast. It'll just be, you know, the audio, it'll be in the podcast, but you can download it if you please into your own folders or files on your computer or phone. Um, it's about eight minutes. So it's called we, the people anthem. And so I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, some of Destry and Paul and some of the other elders in the assembly who have been doing this for quite some time, looking forward to hearing their feedback on this. Um, because it is something I put a lot of uh, time into and thought. And like I said, um, but it was as much time as I put into it. It was a very easy project to work on because God was guiding me to do this. Because typically a project like this would probably take me a lot longer. But because I think this was God driven, it, it was very seamless. A lot of work, but it was very seamless and quick. So I will make sure I post it um, as a separate audio file so you guys can um, so you guys can download it. And then what I might do is also do like a video to put on rumble, uh, with that in the background. So the video might take some time. And uh, I know Reed is saying, I'm still waiting for you to come on cloud hub. You know, what's crazy. I do have a cloud hub account. I just never use it. I should probably resurrect it and see what's going on over there. Um, but I do have a cloud hub actually, you know, and here's, I'll keep it simple. You know why I don't really do a whole lot of social media. Um, I like to keep it simple. You know, that's why I just do Telegram and True Social. I like to kind of keep it simple because after I post something, the last thing I want to do is be like, you know, trying to go to like eight, nine, 10 different social media sites to post the same link and, uh, you know, everything like that. It's just, that's too much work for me. I don't want to do any of that. But, but I will consider going back over there uh, and seeing what's going on. Maybe I might resurrect it because, like I said, I do have one. I just, I'm not active with it. Um, I'm not even sure if it's even still there, but if it's not, I'll just make a new one. So I think I will do that because Rita, did say you know the CEO of that company too? I thought I saw because I get emails once in a while from Clout Hub. Um, wasn't he? Unfortunately, I think he was dealing with uh, I think some health issues. I thought I heard um, from the email. I think oh he had just had a stroke. That's what it was. Okay, well let's uh, let's get into the prayer, and we're also we'll say a prayer for the CEO of Clout Hub, and then we'll close this out. So Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you so very much for another day of life and good health. And we appreciate all the many blessings that you bring forth to uh, us individually and into our families. Thank you so very much for giving us this out, uh, this, um, uh, oh boy, I can't think of the, uh, the word. Thank you for giving us this outlet on Podbean 
even though it gives us issues, uh, this seems to be the best thing so far until you provide a better resource that you want us to be on. Because again, this is your show, God. I'm following your instructions. I'm following, following your guidance. So we just pray for that, pray for guidance, and we just pray that the show continuously grows more so for your glory and honor more than anything. And secondly, to help restore our families and third, to restore our nation, our republic. So we pray for that, Father. And um, again, we also want to say a prayer for uh, the CEO, Jeff Brain, there at Clout Hub. And we pray that he recovers from his stroke. We pray for the success and the healing for him. We also pray for the success um, in healing for, uh, or ex excuse me, the success of and uh, healing for other people in our families that might be dealing with things for my nephew, for my niece, uh, they're dealing with things. And we pray for the people out there that are having issues with their marriages. Please be in them and help restore, you know, these marriages because it is important. We need to have our families Solid, more solid than ever before, because this is the only way that we have a strong nation is to have strong families. So, Father God, we just pray that you just be on the move like you always are. And we will continue to turn back to you and point all of our eyes and faces to you, searching for your face. So we thank you again, Father, for our families and for our homes and the gift of hard work. And thank you for just thank you for everything you give us. And we pray all this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So that is all we have for the day. Like I said, I will be back on the air tomorrow morning because I am off on Friday. So instead of doing an evening show, I will do a morning show because I'm like you, Rita. I like the morning simply just because I seem to be more of a morning person, especially since I get up anyways at 2 a.m. But, you know, getting up at 6 is nothing for me. It's like sleeping in for me. Um, so we'll be back again at 8 a.m. We'll have a Bible reading and uh, we'll have like another little short show. So I hope. You know, and this is why, guys, because, again, I know Nancy and Rita, they love the mornings. This is why one day I would love to have this show where I can start maybe somehow. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know. I'm going to let God lead me on that one because I don't know what that looks like or how, how to go about doing this. But this is one of the reasons why I want to try to earn a living at some point doing this. I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm, again, I'm leaving that up to God. But I would love to do this on a full time basis where I would do an hour long morning show and an hour long evening show. A morning and an evening show, five days a week, and maybe like a short little morning show on a Saturday, right? And then, you know, obviously, again, a seventh day for rest, right? Labor on six days and rest on the seventh, just like God did. I would love nothing more than to do that because I think not only would that be just astounding, but the quality, I think, and the production would be able to go up because then I'd be able to focus my more time on the subject matter and be able to produce more and most importantly, I'd be able to be home with my family, which would be a huge blessing. But again, all in God's time. Right now, what I'm trying to do is get to a point where I can reduce myself to just working four days a week at my day job, you know, because again, it keeps me there 12 hours a day. But that would be like the first goal. Reduce my work schedule down to four days a week because that's what I'm scheduled for. I work a fifth and a sixth day every week because of extra money, of course, right? But that would be my goal reduce down to four days a week, bring the boat a little closer to the dock, if you will. Right. And then eventually hopefully get to the point and it might take a few years. I don't know, but get to the point where I can make a full-time income doing this full-time and completely step away from my job. But the first goal is to reduce myself four days a week. So then I can do a little bit more, but again, all in God's timing, you know, all in God's timing. So I hope you all have a great day, a great night. If you're on that side of the world where the, where the sun isn't, you know, isn't shining on you right now and it's late at night, I hope you all have a great, great rest of your week and weekend ahead. And like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. So I guess no great weekend uh, wishes yet. So, and remember here at his Hardline, we are firm, we are steadfast and we are uncompromising. All right. We have to hold the line. The enemy cannot cross that line and we cannot allow God's people to be tempted by Satan. And to cross that line only to be trapped in his snares. We need to watch. So we'll be back tomorrow and have a great, great Thursday. God bless. Time to wake Time to up. Wake up. <laughs> 
No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Oh, <laughs> shit.